Welcome back. It's Wednesday, and we're here up in the clubhouse trying not to get swept away by the storm here in Austin, Texas. It's the Club Cool Podcast. I'm your host, Barrett Dudley. Back in the stewed this week is one Monsieur Phil Battaglia. Hello. You like to say the hard G in there or, or uh, the soft G? No, like a, I did there's it. a no G. There's a what? The no G, G is silent. You don't, even, you don't even say the G. Don't need it. Okay. Yeah. Who needs it? Yeah. Delete, delete that thing. Uh, seriously, though, Austin is a, a certified rain boy now. I mean, every day. Just every single day. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm hoping we don't just get swept out into the ocean. Houses are, are, are on the verge of flooding. It's just thunderstorm after thunderstorm. But, but we're uh, here. But we're here. We're safe. I took a boat here. The clubhouse has reinforced beams <laughs> in the ceiling. These studs. Yes. They don't, uh, they don't get knocked down. Anyways, uh, cool show for you today. We are talking Super Bowl of Fashion, aka the Met Gala. Are you? Do you get hyped on the Met Gala, Phil? Um, yeah, you know when I've I, I forgot that it was coming on, but um, once I realized that it was on, I watched. Well, so all I, of it. I so I did too, to be completely honest with you. But yeah. it was it was a huge boon because I was like, oh, awesome! This is automatic topic for the Club Cool podcast, right? Um, so, I, I, you know, we'll, we'll jump into that later. Uh, first, I've got two announcements today. Two pretty, pretty, pretty big announcements. Uh, and then maybe a third coming next week if everything goes to plan. So let's just jump right in there. Um, on Monday, I started a new full-time job. Man, I had a hype horn on my phone ready for this, and I totally blew it. I'm, I'm gainfully employed again. So uh, the company that I've gone to work for are going to get a little free plug here. Yeah, several. Yeah. Uh, I've, so I've, I've started as an apparel production associate with Howler Brothers, which is a very cool company based here in Austin. And if you're not familiar, you should go check them out. The how would you describe Howler Brothers as an out, from from an outside perspective? Because yeah. uh, it, it's kind of what they do is pretty unique, which is why they are so cool and so successful. Because they they really are kind of hit this this certain level that that not a lot of brands really touch. Yeah, they the way I would describe it is they they keep like they're in the vein of outdoorsy ish, yep. but it's by no means an outdoors brand. Right, it's kind of skirting the line. Um, of like a surfy Patagonia. Yes. Yeah. And uh, everything they do is really cool. They're great guys. And now we have somebody on the inside. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you, you said it. That's exactly how I was going to, where I was going to take it. It's like the brand is clearly one that loves like water-based activities, mm-hmm. fishing, surfing, that type of thing. Uh, and a lot of the stuff that they do like has like a techie or performance spin on it. But it's all super lifestyle, super wearable. So, you know, there's stuff that you can actually surf in and then stuff that's also just perfect for the campfire afterwards, basically. Right. Or for ACL. They do some of the ACL right. merchandise, they do. which has yeah. been really cool over the years. Uh, and then it's, you know, they're based in Austin, got plenty of Texas spin on it, too. Uh-huh. So uh, a lot of the stuff has like a kind of a Western influence as well, yeah. especially some stuff that that I've seen is, is coming for future seasons. Some classified uh, stuff. Yeah, which has been really exciting. Uh, and we are going to we're going to use that to segue uh, into a later topic. Uh, somebody had some questions about like the fashion seasons in general and mm-hmm. 
and what it all means and why it is the way it is. And, and we'll try to kind of parse that out for you a little bit. But anyways, Howard Brothers, man, I'm very excited about that. Uh, ba- I'm, back in, I'm back in the biz. He's back. <laughs> back working on clothing. Uh, and, uh, and you know, it, it should add some, some interesting content to the 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 podcast uh, as as we continue which for sure which i'm sure is the um the next question is well what does that mean for the podcast the show must go on phil yes it must some form or fashion when we record might change in the future mm-hmm. based on on various scheduling conflicts uh you know this is it it's it's 9 to 5 for me now uh or or will be very soon um but I am still committed to doing the Club Cool podcast and bringing you guys content each week, plus written editorial, plus a good social media channel, you know, the whole shebang. That's it's a lot. It's, it's going to continue because um, I love this, man. And uh, whether it's wh- whether it's a, a, a full-time job like it was many moons ago or whether it is like a time-killing hobby as it's as mm-hmm. it's been for the last few months or now what it will be is my is my side hustle as it yes. were i wouldn't be a millennial if i didn't have a side hustle right <laughs> every card carrying ar- every card carrying millennial i feel like needs some type of uh yes. you know an etsy shop at the very least <laughs> right okay so this brings me to announcement number two club cool has launched its patreon account yes I know you're I, – I, okay, and I get it. I know you're probably overwhelmed with everybody asking you for your doll hairs <laughs> because OCC launched their Patreon last month. Uh, the Ross Bowen podcast just launched its Patreon account. The guys over at Circling Back just added a new tier to theirs. So, Did they really? Yeah, for, for, their, uh, for their Bachelorette content. Ah, uh, yes, the yeah. top tier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so – yeah, it's a lot of people asking you out there for your for your hard-earned uh, cash monies, as we would say over there on OCC. So, what's the Club Cool Patreon going to do? What is it going to get you? How much is it going to cost? By the way, you can go check it out right now if you want. Patreon.com slash Club Cool is where you can see it. There's one tier right now. It's $2 a month. Oh, man. Easy. It's a... It's a it's I a, might sign up. <laughs> It's like a it, it's like a, a mosquito lands on you but doesn't even bite you. That's yeah. how that's how minimal the ask is here uh-huh. for the for this Patreon. You won't even notice that leave your bank account. No. Two dollars a month. Um Yeah, that's that's all we're asking for right now. And here's the thing. I mean there's there's just kind of a lot to to explain here, but the podcast in general, Club Cool, is is undergoing a bit of a transition as we work everything out. As you and I both probably, uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll begin full-time jobs in the in the near to, in the near future, or right about now. Um, so this will be this will be extra time out of our lives if we want to continue it. And because of uh, of of the way things are moving, there aren't going to be as many ads on this podcast, at least not for the next month month or so. Mm-hmm. We're down maybe to about one ad per podcast yeah and so we got to make this worthwhile we got to we got to do something to kind of like say okay it's 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 worth that it's worth the the few hours a week to like 
write something and put it up on the website or to come in and record the podcast and 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 outline the whole thing and and it it just it requires some work and for it to make sense to continue doing it's got to turn into to to at least a little bit of a revenue generator mm-hmm. does that make sense you failed to mention that the podcast studio is not free this podcast studio is not free that is correct with the beautiful view <laughs> downtown yeah uh yeah south congress real estate man yeah not cheap. Ain't cheap so so that's 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 kind of the gist of it we're we're i'm asking for two bucks a month and uh and right now what will that get you that's your next question right not a whole lot right now besides <laughs> the content that that we've been bringing you and i know that's like sounds anticlimactic or like oh why would i do that Here's the thing. You're right right now in its current status. You're basically just saying to us by signing up for the Patreon. Also, shouts to I did like a quick little tease on the Instagram account mm-hmm. at Club Coolpod on Instagram, just like two seconds, just showing that we had a Patreon. Three people already signed. Let's up. Let's go. Based off of nothing but a tease. So Six th- bucks. Thank you very very much. Ring the bell. Ring <laughs> ring that bell. We made our. <laughs> Post that $5 bill and the extra $1 bill <laughs> right on, on the clubhouse. Actually, you just need the 5 because Patreon takes 10%. Ah, true. <laughs> <laughs> they take 10 Yeah. Oh. But after they take less than 10 but then there's some, some processing fees as uh-huh. well. So it, it, it shakes out to about 10%. Anyways, right now your 2 bucks is basically you're tipping your bartenders is what yes. you're doing at this moment. And that is telling us that you like the podcast you want it to continue, you want more from the Club Cool podcast. Now, there will be future benefits. I can assure you of that. Uh, one, The one that I can guarantee will be on the tier. By the way, the tier is called Club Cooligans. That was something that a listener sent in as, as what we should call the Club Cool listeners. How do you feel about Club Cooligans? Uh, I'm indifferent. I, that's my first time hearing it. Okay. So All just right. let me, let, that, let, me uh, let it soak you in. You need a simmer on it. Yeah. If anybody has other ideas, I'm I'm open. That's the one that stuck out for me uh-huh. right now. It's catchy. Sometimes I've sometimes I've I've caught myself just about to call y'all just like the coolers. Yeah, the Yeti coolers. <laughs> oh God. Um, the coolies. The coolies. Coolies. Might just call. Uh, I mean, could just call you guys the Effies and the Effers. Shouts to uh, effing around, but yeah, <laughs> we need a. <laughs> You should bring that back for the Patreon. <laughs> That's that is a great idea. Dig up some archival. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll do another episode of F and Around for the Patreon. Right. That's a yeah great call. Uh, there there might be uh, there might be future bonus podcasts through the Patreon. You're basically getting in on the ground floor. You are getting in on the ground floor. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? I might cap it. Yeah. Once, once we start adding more benefits, mm-hmm. I might I might cap get the hype the initial tier. Yeah. Uh, one other thing, I want to do more merch. I've been looking into a, to doing a T-shirt. I think it should be coming very soon. That here's one thing I can promise you: if you sign up for the Patreon, I will give the Patreon subscribers a discount for merchandise that will be worth more than your two dollars. There you go. So pays for itself, right? Um, yeah. So that that's kind of what I'm thinking right now. And it's the cool thing about Patreon as well is that it kind of fosters a community. So right now there there's no um, there's no place for listeners of Club Cool to like talk with each other about fashion or mm-hmm. what or style mm-hmm. or what they're wearing or what they like right now. And Patreon kind of like 
establishes a, a cool forum for that. Nice. So not only will, will you be able to like kind of get in touch with and talk to other people that are interested in the stuff that we talk about here on Club Cool, but you'll also be able to, to talk to us. And, and Patreon will be like a, one of the first places that I look now for like listener feedback, yeah. ideas for other tiers, ideas for benefits that you'd like to see. Uh, you know, questions and comments, uh, segment topics for the podcast. So it, it it could be really cool. And I, we're a small niche podcast. I don't expect a thousand patrons, but even if we just kind of can establish some type of small, cool community, uh, it it'd be awesome. And and I'm looking forward to see what we can do. So once again, that's www.patreon.com slash club cool. Um, we would greatly, greatly appreciate it, and uh, and maybe I can start uh, compensating Phil for for his for for some of his time spent here in the studio. <laughs> That'd be super nice. Okay, pro bono. Right now, That's yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, let's take a quick break. Club Cool is brought to you today by Lisa. That's right, Lisa mattresses. Everybody has the right to rest. The key to getting your best rest is the right mattress. So meet Lisa. They've got two awesome mattresses. They've also got accessories and bases, pillows, blankets, everything you need for better, deeper rest. There's the all-foam Lisa, which is now new and improved, featuring cooling LSA 200 foam for enhanced pressure relief for side sleepers. Or check out the Lisa Hybrid mattress, formerly known as the Sapira. That's what I've got, and it's the perfect combination of foam and spring for pressure relief and edge-to-edge support, uh, I gotta be at I gotta be at work now at eight thirty a.m. Mm. That's a, a very early wake-up call for your boy over here. Thank goodness that I've got my hybrid Superior Lisa mattress, so that I'm getting the best night's sleep for my body and for my brain, so that I can wake up that damn early and and you know and get my grind on. Look, Lisa's also a great company that that has a, a you know a good good message they've got heart they want to give back to the community that's why they donate one mattress for every 10 that they sell through organizations that work in great causes such as uh, foster care prevention to date they've donated more than 32,000 mattresses through more than 1,000 nonprofits. right now you can get 15 percent off your entire order go to lisa.com slash cool that's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash cool Use promo code COOL and get 15% off your entire order. Whether it's a new mattress that you need or accessories like pillows and blankets, you're going to love it. You're going to sleep great. Check them out. Lisa.com slash COOL. All right, Phil. Let's jump into the Met Gala, man. Let's go. This was an especially crazy one. The crazy. They're always crazy. They're, I know. They really are always crazy. But looking through the the, the, the many, many photos, this yeah. one was especially wild. Last year was a disappointment. I mean, compared to years past, like, it wasn't a huge disappointment. But I just don't recall, like, so many over-the-top looks yeah. like, like they did this year. So it makes sense. First, let's talk about what the Met Gala is, if you're unfamiliar. I, I refer to it as the Super Bowl of fashion. Uh, it, it's... It's essentially the most watched red carpet of the year. Maybe, you know, the Oscars and the Grammys are ones that obviously compete, but the fashion is kind of secondary to the event in those instances, mm-hmm. whereas at the Met Gala, the event is essentially the fashion. Right. 
Um, why does the Met Gala happen? What is it? Okay, it's the annual fundraising gala for the Metropolitan Museum of Art's Costume Institute. So this is all in New York City. Uh, the Metropolitan Museum of Art is a very famous art museum, and a piece of it re uh, referred to as the Costume Institute, now called the Anna Wintour Costume Center, is basically focused on clothing and fashion and costuming. Anna Wintour, I'm sure you've heard that name before. The Devil Wears Prada is essentially based on her. Mm -hmm. She is the editor-in-chief at Vogue and the uh, artistic director of Condé Nast publications at large. So, you know, GQ, that's a Condé Nast publication. Then Name a magazine, it's probably Condé Nast. She's right. the artistic director for the company as a whole. She is the chair of this event. So it's kind of, it's her deal. She puts on this gala every year and um let's see it it's a it's a benefit it was first held in 1948 and the idea is basically to encourage donations from new york high society for the museum um it's got hosts every year there are there are co-chairs basically always big 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 time celebrities this year co-chaired by uh, along with anna wintour harry styles lady gaga alessandro michelle who is the creative director at gucci and Serena Williams. But it's been Beyonce in the past. It's been Rihanna. It's been Amal Clooney. And, uh, yeah, you, you you also don't get invited to this thing unless you are having an incredible year. You're a big-time A-list celebrity in some form or fashion. You're an actor or a big musician or a, you know, everybody that gets invited is somebody, essentially. Mm -hmm. Very, very hard to get to, to get to the Met Gala without being either an A-list celebrity or a multi-multi-multi-millionaire. Well, isn't she, like, vetting everybody that's on the list? Yes. Yeah. You do not get invited or on the guest list without the seal of approval from Anna Wintour. There's a great documentary. Um, I believe it's on Netflix still. It's been a while since I watched it. It's called, I think, The First Saturday in May or something like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, was it on a Saturday? Whatever. Monday. The first Monday in May, whatever. Um. And it kind of goes behind the scenes of the Met Gala. Of the whole thing. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's a theme each year for the gala as well. And the theme is essentially just it, – it, it is the exhibition that's going on at the Costume Institute for the year. So there's basically there's, – there's one there's – there's a new exhibition introduced every year. Uh -huh. And the Met Gala actually, like, kicks off the exhibition. And then it changes. And so the theme is whatever the exhibition is about. I've, I've jotted down some ones that I remember being uh, especially famous. 2011 was Alexander McQueen, Savage Beauty. And it was, you know, a, a, a recap of, of his influence and mm -hmm. his fashion over the, over the years. 2013 was Punk, Chaos to Couture. 2016, uh, Manus uh, Ex Machina. Fashion in an age of technology. That one inspired some pretty that was wild awesome. stuff. A lot yeah. of 3D printing and, yeah. and all sorts of uh, things. Zane Malik wore like metal arms to it. Uh -huh. um, That's why, like, we'll get to him later, but Travis Scott, I think, missed the mark and was dressed for the 2016. There were a theme. few who were like, who looked like they were dressed for the wrong theme. <laughs> 17 was uh, Ray Kawakubo, um, who created Come to Garcon, another very famous. Uh, fashion house brand 
And 18, last year, was Heavenly Bodies, Fashion in the Catholic Imagination, which was also, I mean, that one was fun because there were so, yeah. you knew that every, basically like everybody was going to dress like the Pope. Right. And th- they didn't disappoint. Yeah. Um, but there were some ones, there were some outfits from this year that I felt were a little religious looking, like a little, a yeah. little papal, a little. A lot of uh, like Halo like inspired yes. stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, these themes, they, they are, you're supposed to come dressed in the theme, but the way that everybody interprets them, it, you're allowed to interpret it pretty loosely. You, you can spin off of it a little bit, and this creates effects to varying degrees because some people kind of completely miss the mark or just avoid the theme altogether, <coughs> Kanye, and uh, <laughs> some people just take it to absolutely insane, crazy heights. For me, the best outfits are usually the ones that are incredible because they are both beautiful and fit the theme perfectly. Uh So this year's theme is, and the exhibition is called Camp, Notes on Fashion. And this is based off of like a series of essays written about the campiness and the nature of camp within style and fashion. So before I read you some definitions about what camp is... What does camp mean mean to you, Phil? And I don't. And uh, we're not talking camp like uh, camping. Camping. Well, here. that's what I was going to say. No, no pitch and tents. Before before um, this exhibition, camping meant to me, or camp was venturing out into the wilderness, so building you, a fire. You, you weren't really familiar with like the not use of camp at all. Really? No. Okay. Not not when it came to like fashion. I had no clue what they were talking about. Okay. But I do understand that. Like it's kind of it, it would it would. It's easier to understand if you were say it's it's clubby, it's clicky, and it's I guess it, it kind of takes on its own life. And is is what they're trying to say? Is that am I going the right direction? I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure. Let me. I still am not sure what. The let hell me read means. you some definitions first, and then I'll tell you kind of like what how I like my connotation about the word. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's a couple of definitions just from the dictionary: deliberately exaggerated and theatrical in style. Typically for humorous effect. Here's another one, and this is uh, in parentheses of a man or his manner, ostentatiously and extravagantly effeminate. That's not one that I really knew. The, no, fir- the first one is how I is how I've always perfectly explains several outfits. Yeah, I read that after I looked through some of the men's outfits, yeah. and some they make a, a lot of them make more sense now. Here's another. This is from Wikipedia. Uh, referring to camp, uh, actually in reference to camp in style. Camp is an aesthetic style and sensibility that regards something as appealing because of its bad taste and ironic value. So that first definition that I gave you, deliberately exaggerated and theatrical in style, typically for humorous effect, that's how I've always used camp or calling something campy. Mm -hmm. A lot of movies can be high camp, because they are so overly like exaggerated, or they take something regular and kind of just like spin it into to, to a big yarn that that is kind of hyperbolic. Mm-hmm. Basically, uh, there's one movie in particular that really sticks out to me as as campy or high camp, and it's the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Mm. So, and and obviously, like that type of stuff would have fit in here at this at this uh, at this Met Gala. You know the the um, 
Dr. Frankenfurter, the, the 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 main character in the Rocky Horror Picture Show, is a is basically Dude, a drag queen. Confession: I've never seen it. Well, it's it's a cult classic that you should watch simply for its uh, for a lesson in in high camp. I plan on it. Yeah, it's and it's a lot of fun as well. Anyway, so this led to lots of just super out there, exaggerated, crazy, insane, colorful, effeminate fits on the men's side of things. Yes. And, um, you know, this is, we're, we're going to run through some of the best stuff. There are a lot of links out there to, to slideshows and pictures of all of these outfits. I will post them. I'm going to put like the main link that we're using right in the, in the header, the bio biography or the bio of, uh, at club cool pod on Instagram. And I will get on clubcoolpod.com today and post just a quick little mm-hmm. thing that has some of these links so you can follow along. Because I realize that this doesn't always make for the best podcasting, listening to us talk about something visual in nature. Yeah. But we'll kind of run through it. Uh, there were three three hosts, the three male hosts, all nailed the look to me, which, not surprising. Harry Styles, Jared Leto, and Alessandra Michelle. Harry Styles wore a sheer black jumpsuit. <laughs> It's a women's piece. It got me. It, I mean, when I first saw it, <laughs> I, I died laughing. He's got cutouts for his boobs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he freed the nipple. He freed the nip. And, man, what a look. I hope y'all look this up, please. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Jared Leto, I, I think probably, I, I'm not sure anybody topped him. He is in red a red Gucci gown, essentially, and walked the red carpet with his own head in his hands. Yeah. Like a perfect replica of his head. Am I wrong in thinking that they've already done that for a runway so show? So Gucci did it for a runway show. Yes. So no surprise here. But the, but I think this, like, like they went to, they, I, I feel like they went to the best, you know, pr- production design head person in Hollywood to do this because- it looks exactly like yeah. it, like him. It's great. It looks so real. Anyway, he walked down. So he, Jared Leto, just walking around with his head in his hands. <laughs> um, Billy Porter is a guy that's been known for uh, being super extra, and he went like full golden archangel, big golden Chelsea boots. Just, but really, he was carried in on that really crazy big platform with those yeah, guys. It yeah. was incredible. There was a lot of kind of. Billy Porter, especially, there was some Cleopatra influence in some of some For sure. outfits. Uh, Jennifer Lopez was another one that had like that wore like the yeah. metal headdress type thing that gave off those kind of Cleopatra vibes. Um, Henry Golding, star from Crazy Rich Asians, had a blue and purple ombre Versace suit that I thought was. See, this is one of those ones that was like I, it fit the theme and also looked cool because it was regular because like the base of it is just regular clothing it's a suit Mm -hmm. with a shirt and tie ezra miller is kind of an up-and-coming actor who has who is known for just like being on one when it comes to his fashion sensibilities he frequently wears like women's garments and like it's just kind of like all over the place very very unique kind of crazy style and he went with the trippiest look of the evening and there were some other trippy ones like, it gives me a headache to look at his, like, he, he basically has 10 eyes on his that face. That was wild. Again, all very realistic. 
Uh, Ryan Murphy, the guy that is bringing you American Horror Story, which is another show that absolutely qualifies as as campy in its nature. Mm-hmm. He had see he's one I liked his. It fit. Could have been for Heavenly Bodies with that big cape like you know yeah. the big neck mm-hmm. bodice behind his head. It looks very very uh, papal or regal or something. Uh, Nick Jonas showed up as 2019 Littlefinger. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Man. I mean, looks just like him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, shouts to a, to, to a Club Cool listener for tagging me in his photo and, and making that comment. You nailed it. Uh, Tommy Hilfiger, the designer himself, went very disco, which was interesting. And then Baz Luhrmann, another guy that if you if you want to like think about what camp means in film and in visual representation his films moulin rouge uh leonardo dicaprio's great gatsby that stuff is also very campy and 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 exaggerated in its nature he's he's another dude that like just does the most on his film work and i thought his his kind of blush light pink suit fit the bill really well jordan roth wore an entire winged bodysuit thing like when he had his hands down it just kind of looks like he's in like this you know this one piece suit and then when he lifts his arm he looks like he's about to fly off the roof like a like a, a lot fl- of wings like a flying squirrel yeah the wings were big michael yuri you probably don't know that who i'm talking about based off name alone but uh he's in a great show that i strongly recommend watching on hulu called younger he went uh with the uh the batman villain two-face look <laughs> but yeah. this one was very gender bending so he was half man or half female half male in his dress but then there were also some like pieces of that that were switched back. So like he has the he has the combat boot on the female dress side and then the high heel on his suited on his pinstripe suited side. So there was kind of like some some real juxtaposing of the of the two looks there. Thought that was kind of cool. Uh Mark Jacobs back to the femme nature of uh of the camp definition basically went as a woman dressing like a man. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So he kind of flipped out on his head too. Uh, those are the guys that I thought kind of did the best at qualifying for the theme, at nailing down the theme. Others of note: Odell Beckham Jr. He wore Tom Brown, so it was a, uh, a like a suit with the sleeves ripped off of it, and a and a kilt, a skirt. I didn't like that at all. Not sure how how that was on theme. Saquon Barkley was also in shorts. Don't love the look. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Kanye. Absolutely not on theme. The guy wore Yeezy boots and a Dickies Dickies jacket and pants. He's done that in years past, too, right? I mean, he just kind of shows up with whatever the fuck he wants to wear. Yeah, pretty much. What's funny, though, is, like, the look that he did from, I think it was the, I think it was the machine... Ex yeah, Machina one. where he had the teeth in it, or the where thing had, under his tongue. Yeah, and he had the like the bluish. Yeah. he had the blue contact eyes, mm-hmm. and he had like the twenty thousand dollar embellished beaded Bauman jacket. Yeah. That would have worked for camp. Yeah, but you know, can't I, rewear that. I, I you know, like when I first saw him in that, like what he wore this year, I was yeah. like, man, that sucks. This dude is not even, you know, trying at all to be on theme. Mm-hmm. But in a way, I love it because I always like when somebody goes against the grain. And man, has he done that over the past few years? <laughs> uh, and it, it kind of—I don't know. I think that he's kind of pivoted to to now. It's just all about Kim. Yes. That. So that's kind of what I took from this is that he's almost like the backdrop for Kim. Yeah. 
but I feel like he wants all the credit for Kim. He he he's like it's it's his muse. However, is he really designing the stuff that she's in? No, I don't think no. So. She she basically for the past year, almost everything that she's been wearing has been archival designer. So I want to say that this one was Thierry Mugler, 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 M U G L E R, and it's it's all vintage. But she's been wearing like uh, Jean Paul Gaultier from like the late '90s, early 2000s. Like she she basically she has such a good relationship with so many historical and iconic designers that they're letting her like dig through their archives and pick stuff a lot of talk about kim kardashian's body from monday night because it's so well exaggerated so i guess it fit the theme right but she was apparently wearing like some crazy corset waist trainer she said she couldn't sit down wow really now she's also a lot of the there was some backlash because her body is so clearly bought and paid for right yeah. Uh, and and that you know the image that she puts out there is you know maybe less than ideal as far as you know the the ideal female body that's not actually achievable or attainable uh-huh, without uh-huh. lots and lots of uh, well help. Pr- procedures help sure the Kanye thing it, I, two things about this two more things about Kanye one the I, I get I like I, I kind of like justifying it with the backdrop idea. My issue is that I kind of is that I think Kanye thinks he's above the theme. Yeah, for sure. And I don't like that for because sure. Because just play along one time, man. Yeah, it's just for fun. It's for it. You know, well. And then also, why has like if Anna Wintour is so strict and and oversees every last detail of this thing, mm-hmm. wouldn't you think that she would have something to say to him and anybody that's in shorts? It, they're tight with Wint- yeah. with Anna have to be yeah they're very yeah so uh so i don't think that she would say anything to kanye uh but i mean even like frank ocean showed up yeah black product looked like a valet guy yeah so some of these guys just you know went i I think i think especially for the dudes they sometimes are like i have no idea what the theme what that theme means or what to do so somebody hooked me up with something tight it's difficult for the guys. It yeah, really is. It, it, it's it, not it, about the guys. It's all about the females. It is. It is. And, and they we, can pull it off and wear just the most extravagant pieces. Indeed. That, you know. Uh, last comment, though, on Kanye. He did something that Kanye does, and he's the best ever at this. But this is a this jacket that he wore is a $40 Dickies jacket, <laughs> which now everybody yeah. is going to have come fall. Yeah. I'm going to buy one. It's $40. Who cares? Mm-hmm. I at least want to see it in person. And it looked cool. All zipped up with a white t-shirt underneath. Mm -hmm. Like it was, it wasn't on theme, but it was, it looked great on him. He's just like, it's the, and and there's never been anything like that. The Kanye effect where he wears one thing, no matter what it is. If it's a $20 t-shirt from some obscure skate brand that nobody's ever heard of, Mm or a $40 Dickies jacket or a $220 double RL Henley, like the item is just like is picked up like that because look at what he did for Adidas Ultra Boost. Yeah, nobody because, cared. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so look out for that Dickies jacket coming coming soon to uh, to a fuckboy and and also me <laughs> near you. <laughs> okay, Travis uh, Scott. Uh, he stole. He he actually did go to a costume department because he stole a a, a uniform from the Starship Troopers movie. <laughs> And Kylie went as purple-haired Jessica Rabbit. Yeah, for real. 21 Savage. Don't have any comments on his outfit. I, he's just, I, I'm just surprised to see him on this list because I thought he got deported. 
Apparently not. No, he's the, he's here. He's alive. He's he's well. He's in New York. He's not been deported. Tom Brady and Giselle, they they just look like they're going to a fancy wedding, right? Like the Tom Ford uh, dinner jacket is great, but you guys could just go to any formal event dressed uh-huh. exactly like you are right now. Okay, and then I think there was some misinterpretation of camp as going to the Ralph Lauren camp. <laughs> because a lot of Western influence. Uh, I like some of it, though. I, okay, so yes, some of it looks phenomenal. It just didn't make much sense. Two guys, Patrick Schwarzenegger and uh, and David Lauren, who is literally related to Ralph Lauren, both went Texas Tux. Yeah. If you don't know what that is, that is full tuxedo up top. So uh, like a, di- a real dinner jacket, tuxedo shirt, and bow tie, or you know, formal black satin tie, and then jeans and boots on the bottom. That's the Texas Tux. And they both they both went all the way complete with cowboy hats. Um Will Welch, the 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 editor in chief of GQ. I went, love that look. Went full double RL with like an actual Western suit and then like a very Western black and white tuxedo bibbed shirt and then great looking black Western boots. I th- I have him on my list as one of my favorite because I am just so boring when it comes to this stuff though. Yeah, I sure. like I like what what always, you know, piques my interest is the stuff that almost seems wearable. Right. And like the the guy looks good in it. Right. Not just over the top. However, I totally understand the theme. Yeah. Uh Sean Mendez was in Saint Laurent yeah. in a very kind of like Western influenced suit and black boots, all of which looked great. I especially the, his black boots are are very, very cool. Uh, Cody Fern, I don't know who that is, but his look, and his look wasn't exactly Western. It just was paired with bright, bright, teal blue cowboy boots. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, so there were, there was some Western stuff there too. Um, those are, those are my notes on the men's fits. You got anything, uh, anybody else that I missed that you wanted to add in there? Um, my favorite of the night, as far as the men's fits go, was Rami Malik. Okay, I, Again, I almost included him on this list to talk about, but he 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 fit into like this is a cool look. It's a good look. It's not too over the top. Right, but he's got these badass boots on. Yeah, um, that that was Saint his his was Saint Laurent as uh-huh. well. Okay, well then I, I don't know. I just really loved it, and Dude. I also really loved obviously um, Justin Thoreau, my my guy. Your guy, that's your man's. That's my guy. Uh, he <laughs> looked great, and I think he was in Louis Vuitton. He was. I didn't love it. Yeah, I mean, it was subdued. Uh, I also have a note here on uh, Sansa and her hubby. Yeah, they That's were. That's how I refer to them now. <laughs> She's the only one that matters. Yeah. They, they looked good in that, they, I think that was Louis Vuitton. Mm, I forget I forget what they wore. I don't know, but it was matching and I dug it. It was matching, yeah. yeah um, they, looked, they looked cool. Yeah, and then the, some notes on stuff that I really hated is I, I could not stand uh, Odell Beckham Jr.'s look. Um. I, that was just I don't know it just seems like um, he could have done a lot better yeah and I don't think it's up to him really I think that he just reaches out to somebody and they, they're telling His him what to wear puts yeah. him in Tom Brown and then Saquon Barkley I mean if you're in shorts you're doing it wrong <laughs> um, and then I had a note for Kanye like I hated to love it so much mm-hmm. yeah because he was so anti the theme yeah yeah um that's 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 about my notes on the men's. Yeah, I sh- the the Saint Laurent stuff was really interesting because mm-hmm. I haven't really loved what Vaccarello has done with the line since Eddie Slimane left. 
but two of uh, Sean Mendez and Rami Malek both looked great, albeit not exactly on theme. Right. I think I'll give my. I think I'm going to give my prize for the men, just as far as like all around favorite to uh, Henry Golding in the blue and purple ombre Versace suit, just because like at the end of the day it was a suit, shirt, and tie, expertly tailored, but it was just completely crazy. It's so awesome. it like it 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 worked. I've got some notes. We we usually focus on on the dudes here, so I just have some some quicker notes to run through for the women. Saoirse Ronan, very red green, red and green Game of Thrones looking gown. It was killer and badass. Katy Perry came as a chandelier. Uh, Gaga had like four different outfit changes from incredible. the one outfit. Incredible. She crushed it as well. I mean, again, the hosts, the co the co chairs, all nailed the the theme and the look she's always fun uh, uh janelle monet had a really really cool yeah. thing where she like had like six hats stacked on top of each other yeah. in a precarious looking fashion that that cool was cool uh cardi b's tom brown gown was batshit insane but <laughs> awesome and this year didn't this year the theme didn't allow for a lot of these like super flowing uh gowns uh-huh. that like like Blake Lively's from last year is very famous because it went like 20, 24 stairs. Rihanna's another one. I think that was for Come to Garcon, Rei Kawakubu, maybe the big yellow one, uh-huh. right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but a lot of women. Uh, usually every year, there's at least one gown where the tail is basically is 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 like fourteen mm-hmm. times longer than the dress. Yeah, Cardi B kind of kind of did that this year. Uh, Lizzo. Just kind of wanted to sh- shout her out because I've been liking her music mm-hmm. lately, and she was in some crazy Mark Jacobs. She wore it to um, the airport the next morning too. <laughs> she didn't take it off until she got on the plane. It that's that's awesome. That sounds like her. She's a lot of fun. Check yeah. her out if, if if you haven't listened to her music. Dua Lipa uh, again, and she was in she Versace. That was in really cool. Emily Ratajkowski. What is there to say? Dude. She looked hot per usual. She was. I mean, as far as looked the most amazing she was my number one yeah she looks great she she did and she looks i mean i could be totally wrong here but she looks the most natural mm-hmm. out of a lot of the women out there that are going to this yeah um, yeah she looks kind of great. like an elfin fairy mm-hmm. super cut out like obviously very showy dress it was great and then uh i had to mention casey musgraves who showed up in a bright pink corvette Mm-hmm. And a long blonde wig and like a full on pink leather Barbie outfit. Dude, there was a an <laughs> angle of a shot that is like up at her when mm-hmm. she's on the carpet that scared the shit out of me. Was because that? it looked like and, and and like upon further inspection, it was just a bad angle. But like over this past year, I've been speculating that she's had a ton of work done on her face. Hmm. That could be totally wrong, and it probably is. I, I'm guessing makeup. Yeah, and so um, that's just like when I first saw that shot, I was like, "Holy shit, what has she done?" Yeah, but it was just a bad angle. It, it makes her jawline look like as sharp as this. Table. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she well, and I think honestly, the, especially for this, where she was clearly going for this Barbie look, like they probably the, did her makeup to look right. pla- plasticky. Yeah, and that's what it looked like. And the blonde wig threw me off too, but she did look pretty good. Yeah, um, and I'm just excited. Like it, you know, you, you you're kind of a. a a smaller country artist, and then you win a Grammy, and you're yeah. at the Met Gala. Right, like, it's, it's crazy. Just, it's 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 crazy. It's a cool come up like that, and and the Met Gala is also good about. Like I said earlier, if you're just hot right this moment, if you've had a great year, you usually like that's a great way to uh, 
to pull the invite. So, Phil, all we need to do is blow, <laughs> blow up Club Cool Podcast into the biggest fashion style and pop culture podcast in 2019, yeah. and the 2020 Met Gala is ours. Next thing you know, we're carrying our heads down the red carpet. <laughs> That's what I'm going with. I, that is truly, truly, you know, just a, a, a pinnacle of an achievement there. Yeah, carrying your own head. Hashtag goals, am I right? Okay. Phil. I thought um, Zendaya, while we're on the women. Yes, Give me your, give me any extra women's thoughts you have. Um, I'm just kind of going through these. Zendaya did that. What was that from? Like Cinderella? Maybe they lit up her gown uh, when she got up there, and like there was a big, like the guy had the wand with the smoke. Okay, okay. I thought that was incredible. Uh, and then Janelle Monae, I thought looked really good and didn't get a lot of cred either. There, there's not a lot of photos of her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked crazy... the, I liked the stack tats. That was that was cool. And then I really liked uh, Lupita, Lupita Nyong'o. Nyong'o, yeah, her look was incredible. Yeah, her it's the, like a tie dye wing. The tie, yeah, that was that was that was. Uh, well, I'm looking at a, at a quote here. Quote wildly wonderful. Yeah, it was. And I have to say, I concur. <laughs> That's my notes. Okay, so go get all these links to all these. Slideshows yeah. at clubcoolpod.com. As soon as the podcast is up, those will be up. I will not release this podcast until I put those links out so that you can have some type of thing to follow along with. Uh, you can also just, if, if you don't want to bother, just Google around Met Gala. There's, uh, but these links are to be the easiest way to kind of like see exactly what we were looking at while we were talking about it. And then I'll post some stuff on the Instagram too so you can see. The favorites and, and mm-hmm. some and, and a few of the of the ones that that Phil and I have have mentioned here. So before we go, let's talk about fashion seasons, Phil. Um. So, Howler, back mm-hmm. to the Howler. They are the, we, we we now I can say <laughs> have already begun a lot of the work on the fall 2020 line. Sounds crazy. So that's that's kind of the first thing that you got to know is that everybody is working well over a year in advance. So, and the the reason that they're doing that is because everybody is is tied to the fit, the schedule of the retailer mm-hmm. of the wholesalers, even these big fashion brands. That's why the, that's why this is the way it is, because Gucci has to show. And then the buyers from Barney's and Saks have to come in and they have to place their orders. And then Gucci builds their order based off of their own projections and based off of what wholesalers have bought. And that takes a lot of time to manufacture the whole thing. So some people are, are trying to change this up. I think Tom Ford in recent years, for, for example, maybe Burberry as well, have, have shown collections that are then immediately available for purchase. That's great. So there, there's 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 some movement to to shift some some of this in a different direction, mm-hmm. so that you're not so tied to the wholesale and retailer calendars. But that is still largely the way that it goes. You gotta you gotta build out everything, and then you gotta sell it to your wholesalers and your wholesalers and your resellers, so that you can make your projections and make your orders and get it in all in time for the the season that you know whatever the season is, fall 2020. And by the way, you have to hope and pray that the stuff that you think is cool a year ago (laughs) is still going to be cool when it comes out. Yeah, exactly. That's the most difficult thing to grasp. Yeah, but but and and that's it's an interesting point because especially for people that are creating, and uh, I can say this 
from experience, like it, it's actually an unfortunate part because you love the things that you build and that you make and that you create. But by the time they actually release to the wider audience, you hate them. You, you're tired of them. Yes. You've spent so much time with it already that you've essentially already loved it and you're already on to your, to the next thing. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, that's just, that's I just agree. one thing to, it, whenever we were selling RG to the wholesalers, uh-huh. by the time we got through with trade shows and showing everybody the line a million different times, mm-hmm. I was so over it. And when we go into those trade shows, I was convinced that every design was like the next big thing. And by the end of it, you're like, okay, <laughs> what's next? It, it definitely helps explain like why somebody like John Elliott, for example, is constantly photoed in stuff that hasn't come out yet. Yeah. Because he's wearing the samples from two to three seasons in the future. Because that, that's what he's that's what he, that's that's what he's in love with at that moment. Mm-hmm. Like he's way done with the stuff that is currently like hitting his website in the shelves. And it makes total sense because that's just the way it goes. Um, the seasons release really early. Generally, spring comes out, starts coming out in January. And fall starts coming out in like July, which is days, crazy, to which me. is also insane. But yeah. everybody's trying to get a jump. You want your stuff out there for longer periods of time because, because one, it's probably ready to go. Shipments have come in. You want to beat other brands to the punch. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of reasons why that is kind of like gets shifted mm-hmm. what, to a degree that feels a little too early as well. And then, what a listener specifically asked me about is like pre-spring and pre-fall yeah because pre-fall collections have already started hit have already started releasing pre-fall 2019 i got an email this morning from ovadia and sons which is which again feels crazy it's may the 8th right we haven't even hit triple digits here in texas yet but we're about to and you're and and you're trying to sell me on pre-fall i'm i'm gonna explain this from what makes logical sense to me i I don't have maybe my answer is is somewhat off here but because you have these two main selling seasons I believe that the pre collections pre fall pre spring are essentially supplementals created by the brands to generate more revenue mm-hmm. it's it's because like it's basically saying we can fit in these little bonus collections sell them to retailers when they when like stock is kind of because for Barney's right now, for example, like or, or any of these big online retailers, Essence, Mr. Porter, etc. They've had most of their spring collection now since the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. They're about to go on sale. You're not going to see the fall, the actual fall stuff start coming in until the middle of the summer. So they've, there's this they, there were basically these these two to three month gaps where there wasn't a lot of new product coming in. And that's kind of what these pre-fall and pre-spring collections do, is they, they, they fill that void. So if you're a designer or a brand and you have the bandwidth to create a little supplemental like that and put it out as a quote-unquote pre-fall or pre-spring, and you've got wholesalers and retailers that are willing to bite on that stuff, then it's an additional way to generate more revenue. Now, as far as the collections go themselves, they are generally pretty transitional and can actually produce some of my favorite garments because they tend towards like a middle ground where they're usually kind of good for both both seasons this is a pre-fall pre-fall and pre-spring, pre-spring yeah because pre-spring is generally coming out like it's supposed to be for the months in between winter and spring yeah 
and pre-fall is supposed to be for, for the months in between summer and fall. And some people call it or do like autumn mm-hmm. lines. Sure. Are y'all doing stuff like that at Howler? No, it's 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 the two collections, spring yeah. and fall. And then Howler does these things called mutations, which are like their their there's they're sometimes they're like collaborations mm-hmm. or they're just spin-offs mm-hmm. of stuff that they really liked from a spring or a fall collection. Gotcha. And they kind of twist it into new ways, new silhouettes, new garments, uh new fabrics yeah. and do like a small like little more like capsule a capsule collection. Mm-hmm. So but yeah, that's uh that is my explanation for why pre-spring and pre-fall exists and why it exists because of so early. retailers. Yes. And the demand, I guess. I mean, I'm not buying anything for fall right now. No, of course next not. Next year. No. That's why I didn't buy that $40 Dickies jacket just yet. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be able to pick that bad boy up on Amazon, I'm sure. Exactly, yeah. And if they if they run out of stock right now because of the of, of the of the Kanye-induced rush, they'll get more. They'll get more in September, October. By the way, off topic, but um did you see that drop that Nike had a couple days ago with the um, the eighty sevens that were th- it was three different styles, the reacts yeah uh huh three different styles they're still in stock yeah not only that Nike's running a sale right now you can get them for one hundred sixty bucks thirty thirty bucks off the one fifty yeah. plus yeah yeah kind of makes me not want them <laughs> <laughs> they I mean you gotta I appreciate it though. They have a hit silhouette, like they kind of milk it as a as a super exclusive release for a year, basically. And then they're going to release. And now they're going to release good colors incrementally. That's why I haven't jumped yet because I feel like there's another colorway coming that will be easier for me to get. Well, and and it, yeah, see, go with it's more. still there's still somewhat. I mean, like I just pulled up the sneakers app to look right now, and yeah, they've got it. They've got a full size run. But that I mean, if you like one of these colorways, then why not? Yeah, I do. I, I don't love them. I do like them. Okay, but yeah, that I mean, if you want, if if you haven't jumped on a pair of the React Element eighty sevens, Element React, I always forget which which word whatever comes first there. I, I mean, I love the shoe. Yeah. It's a really great, fun shoe. I, my recommendation on them is go the clearer the tr- the more mm-hmm, translucent, mm-hmm. the more like white or clear or neutral colored the upper is. Mm-hmm. They're more fun that way. For sure. That's because, the whole allure because, of the shoe. Yeah. Yeah. Like I threw on like a like a crazy like a bluish pair of socks the other day, which I hadn't tried before under a pair, and it like completely changes the look. Mm-hmm. Which is the fun part about the shoe basically is that depending on what socks you're wearing, it can be a completely different. I colorway. need some I need some help in my sock drawer. Uh, my sock drawer is, is we, Will and I talked a little bit about socks mm-hmm. just for a second last week about how like all of these brands have convinced me that I need $50 pairs of socks yeah. now. But um, Uniqlo, great spot for cheap socks. Is that right? Yeah. Also, um, what's his face from GQ, editor Will, Will Welch. Welch. He has a little blurb in the latest issue with Keanu on the cover Yeah. about how he buys cheap Gildan socks. Gildan mix socks? Yeah, and then he di- he tie dyes them himself. <laughs> I was like, that is a great idea. Wow. Okay. And, right. and it showed like the finished product. I'm sure that it was like the best um, options out there. As far as like, I'm sure he's messed up a million right, batches. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But they looked good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, Uniqlo. All right. Uniqlo. Yeah, like three or four bucks a pair. Fantastic. And they do they do some they do some cool stuff. And uh, yeah, there you you can find some some cool cheap socks. I, the for for like not quite no shows, not full on like yeah. loafer socks, but yeah. just like super low cut athletics. I actually pick up a lot of cool pairs that they they do like three packs and like crazy colorways uh-huh. solids though. Yeah, from American Eagle. Is that right? Yeah, my go to has always been Stance, but yeah. uh, you know, I, not for everything. I need something else that's not. I don't want a logo on there. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There you have it. Well, any other thoughts for today, Phil? Um, no, I'm glad that we have, or I've cleared up what camp actually means. Yes. Um, so when I send my kids to camp, <laughs> you won't have fashion a school. Yeah. You won't send them, you will not send your kids as a woman, <laughs> a, a man dressed as a woman dressing like a man when they go to camp. Dude, Harry and Styles. That's, and that's probably for Ooh, the best. man, that look is something else. Yeah. Well, it got me. I, you know, you never know. Now, sheer jumpsuits coming to a coming to a mall near you from he, for, for for the bros. He has done um, a great. I love all of his stuff. Really, I mean, no, I don't. I love the, the risk that he takes, mm-hmm. and that's why I like Jared Leto so much. Is because they just say fuck it. Yep, and they go out there on a limb, and they've both like just given themselves to Gucci, and yes, whatever they, they want to put them in, they're yep. gonna wear it. Yeah, they are styles, especially. He, I mean, he's essentially more famous for being the face of Gucci and for what he wears on various red carpets than he is for the music at right. this point. Right, absolutely. Uh, but Harry Styles especially is what I would call like a fashion plate, which is basically like, he's like a blank canvas muse mm-hmm. for somebody like uh, Alessandro Michelle, and they just get to use him as like the yeah. embodiment of whatever it is that they're feeling at the moment. Great way to put it. Jared Leto, I think, has more personal influence on what he wants to wear. Yes, so I identify more with Leto, mm-hmm. but Harry Styles is a great, like like I said, canvas for just whatever the hell Alessandro is thinking about at the, at the moment. And, <laughs> and it results in stuff like freeing the nipple in a sheer black jumpsuit at and the Met And pearl Gala. earrings, dude. You said you wanted to get your ear pierced. <laughs> Do it. Get the little... <laughs> pearls. Get pearls. Pearl stud. Come on. Uh, I don't know about that. May I... Yeah. <laughs> Outside of the Met Gala, not wear sure. that not, to your. Not sure how well it plays. Wear some 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 dangly pearl earrings on your second week at Howler. <laughs> Let us know how it goes. We'd love to hear. Yeah, well, that you know that. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that on a future pod. Okay. But um, that's it for today, man. patreoncom slash cool. If you want to support Phil and I. And give us your two doll hairs per month. You won't even notice, I promise. And we will get benefits and, and more cool things for you there. And let's foster that community, man. You can follow me at Barrett Dudley on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow the podcast at Club Cool Pod on Instagram, where I will post one of the main links, the one from GQ, where we looked at all these men's pictures. And I will also post some of those pictures, www.clubcoolpod.com. When this podcast is out, there will be... There will be a post that has links to these uh, slideshows so you can follow along. Phil, any plugs that you want to make? Um, yes, myself. Yes. Let's Instagram, P Batag. Okay. A lot of hot content out there right now on my account. Yeah, some are saying too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it for the Club Cool Pod today. We will see you next week. Bye bye.